ignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. testimonies this morning. Reverend George, you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, we have three testimonies this morning, and I want the three of them all to come upstage as we take them all. Kofi Osamteria and uh, Jonas Apia and Courage Bedenya, if you're all here, kindly come, let's read as quickly as possible. Put your hands together for them as they come to give their testimonies for this morning. Amen. All right, so we'll go ahead and um, Ozam. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. We don't seem to be excited in the house of the Lord. I said hallelujah. Amen. Amen. My name is Kofi Osam Teria and I'm with Psalm Zone. And I want to share my testimony today on Father's Day because we have a very wonderful father in the house. Hallelujah. Many a times we are children. We call ourselves children, but we are not real children of the house. Hallelujah. And I want to share this testimony. I remember four months ago, exactly today, I had my wedding. Hallelujah. But before my wedding, the week before my wedding, I had my engagement. And the Friday, the engagement was on Saturday. The Friday before my engagement, I was in the office. And there was a very serious program going here. That was the Art of Shepherding program. I was sad I wasn't here but I was at work and I had a call that our father the bishop says I should see him before I leave for Kumasi on Saturday. I came but when I came I had to wait for the program to be over. So I waited till about 11.30, 12 and I went to see bishop. So when I went to him, I just saw him and he prayed for me and I left. So as we were going, I went with a couple of people. We went with two cars, and it was amazing. When we were going, one of the cars, the engine just broke down on the way, late in the night, around one. So we had to park the car and take the other people into our car, which was a pickup. So they were sitting at the back of the pickup, and we were inside the car, and we were going. And the pickup too said, it won't go. So it stopped on the way. So we spent 11 hours from here, to Kumasi. The engagement was at 9 a.m. I got to Kumasi at 11 a.m. But by the grace of God, we had the engagement powerfully and now married. Today is four months. And what I'm, what all I'm saying is that if you have a father, you have to get close to your father and listen to your father. Hallelujah. Because if they had called me and I didn't come, that prayer would have, I'm sure I would have died by then. My wife wouldn't have a husband. But by the prayer that Bishop prayed for me on that day, and I decided to stay. And one amazing thing is that I was surprised that during the whole Art of Shepherding conference, he should have been a very hot man thinking about the way the program is going. Bishop Dag is coming. We should do other things. But he thought of me, and he called me, and I came, and he prayed for me. And today I can stand here and say that I'm married and I'm happily married. And it is because of the prayer that my father prayed for me. So you also have a great father. Just get close to the father and listen to the father. Your life will never be the same again. Amen. Thank you very much, Assam. Courage. Hallelujah. My name is Courage Berenya from Joy Zone. I stand here this morning just to say thank you to God for 
seeing my mother through a successful surgery from (laughs) typhoid. My dad died through a surgery. So when my mom was also going through, I mean, I was scared. But by the grace of God, she went through successfully and she's recovering. And I bless God. Amen. Okay, please, I'm up here from Love Zone. ZP Lily is my zona pastor. For like two weeks, two weeks ago on a Saturday, I woke up with with a pain in my stomach. And uh, I thought it would go away because, I mean, I woke up with s- certain pains like that and then in the they end up going away. But like, this pain was constantly, like, coming. I tried to, like, just, I just tried to lie down for, like, a few minutes and then, I try to like just imagine it going away, but like I wake up and the pain is more um, severe. But actually, like on Sunday, you know, I was a bishop's birthday, and like because of the pain, I didn't really like think about it. So, um, so Saturday evening, I saw somebody holding a birthday card, and I asked the person like, "At this birthday card, who are you going to give, going to give it?" To? And the person said, "Oh, I'm coming to give it to Bishop." Before like I thought about it, and I was like, "How is it possible that my father and the bishop is having his birthday?" Sunday and I'm not doing anything for it but because of the pain I was trying to fight myself and say that oh at least I've done many 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 uh, it was a birthday card for bishop so just and it's just for this one I'll just let it pass but like I was trying to fight myself at least if you can't do anything I just write a letter to bishop I was fighting myself so like in the end I gave up I said okay fine I'll just write him a letter so so in the evening around 9 30 I said I'll start writing but like I lied down so the pain was very very strong <laughs> but like i just ignored the pain and i was trying to write i was making few a few um, mistakes so like i was trying to like i just write it as uh, as often as i can so in the end i ended writing the letter at 10 so like i was trying to like just i just um, get up to go and do something else by the time i got up i couldn't feel the pain anymore and the pain was gone that the pain was I couldn't really believe it <laughs> because I hear people saying a testimony <laughs> like I never thought it could be just this way so like in the morning I was trying to think so maybe the pain is going to come back again like in the morning I didn't feel the pain anymore Amen. anymore so this morning so this morning thanks be to God I don't feel that pain anymore but like I would like to encourage us that maybe some of us have been in this church for like two years, three years, five years, and we have been given bishop birthday cards, gifts, and presents. Let's not stop, but like we should continue because because maybe like maybe like one day our blessing and our blessing and our miracle may be in what we are giving to bishop. Amen. Oh, come on! You can put your hands together. Much louder for Jonas. Hallelujah! I'm sure you got the import of what you were saying. Just like Osam said, get as close as possible to your father. Amen. You have no idea what is being neutralized in your life. Hallelujah. Put your hands together one more time.
I'm healed, I'm restored, and I'm forgiven. Who like me is praise should sing. Praise him. your hands together for the Lord again. So this morning is a special day. We are honoring all fathers in our lives. And as the service unfolds, I want you to use the opportunity to think of any father God has given you and appreciate that person in your heart. Don't forget this morning's testimony. Even when you think of honoring a father, God bestows a blessing upon you. So we'll receive the ministry of our sister, Mary. Yeah. Hallelujah. Happy Father's Day to all men in the house. Amen. Daddy, we want to say thank you very much for being a great father in our lives. Amen. We love you so much. Everywhere 
province, every city. Souls must be saved. But tell me how long is it gonna take for you to open me? See, I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain, yeah, for you to do my will. That's why I'm asking. You to do my will. God is asking. 
cannot hear your hand clap at all. I want to wish all the men a happy Father's Day. And um, it's my prayer that you will become another type of father. And that is a spiritual father. It is higher than being a biological father. And as we celebrate fathers today, I pray that those who are not with biological children will have spiritual children. Students can become fathers. Even there are students who are biological fathers anyway. Yes. So may the Lord bestow the fathering anointing upon all of us. And I also pray that the ladies will also take on the fathering anointing. Yes. When the men are not taking their place, women can take the place. In the home, if the man is not doing what he has to do, the woman rises up. So we find mothers at home changing light bulbs. Calling the plumber. Teaching the children. Paying rent. While the man only reads newspapers. A useless man. So I pray that the sisters will not look to the men to be active or not. But you can also rise up. But thank God that in this church, we've got gallant men who are great men. And they are the ones we celebrate today. And I want to tell the men, God bless you. There are many research findings that show that a house without a father is different from a house with a father. A home where children are raised and there's no man in it. The children turn out differently from a home where there is a man. Even if all he does is to read newspapers, the children see a man there become better. So we thank God and we salute all the men and pray that you be great. I'm saying this to say that the men in this house make a difference. They are just their presence here makes the difference. But thank God that in this church we have men who are not merely present but are very active and are very involved in what God is doing amongst us. Shall we pray? Father, we ask you to speak to us today. Let your great grace abound. Let mighty things happen to us on Father's Day as we celebrate the great men you have planted in our midst. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may please be seated. 25 reasons why you must join to build the mega church. 25 reasons why you must join to build the mega church. And um, today, because of time, I will not even recap. I'm just moving to the fifth point. The fifth reason why you should join to build the mega church. 
the, the mega church or a mega church is a very large church. A mega church is a very large church. And the will of God for all of us is to build a mega church. A mega church where you come to church and you see a sea of people. A lot of people. Now, a mega church has your marriage in it. A mega church has your business in it. A mega church has your peace of mind in it. A mega church has your prosperity in it. Everything you need in Christ, you should be able to find it in a mega church. So, it is very important for you to join as we build the mega church. And I'm giving you reasons why you must join to build the mega church. Now, the fifth reason why you must join to build the mega church is that joining to build a mega church is part of God's will for your life. The will of God is part of God's will for your life. God's will is higher than your best friend's will for your life. There's no one with the kindest intention and desires and prayers for you whose wish for you will surpass the will of God for your life. God's will is supreme. If all you came to do on earth was to find the will of God for your life, it is worth it. If you are a Christian, then you should know that there is something called the will of God. The will of God. Just like you know that there is something called a Land Cruiser, Toyota Land Cruiser, or Nissan Sentra. There is something called the will of God for your life. And it is the best thing for your life. Is the best thing you ever do. And it is important for you as you live your life to find that will. Because you cannot afford to live your life outside the will of God. That's why there's a saying that the best place to be in life is not London or Chicago or Tokyo. The best place to be in life is a place called the will of God. If you are in the will of God and you are in Unkuranza, you will have a far better life than somebody who is not in the will of God but is in Nashville. The will of God. If you are in the will of God for your life and you are a carpenter, you, your life is far higher than somebody who is not in the will of God as a lawyer. The will of God is the best thing for your life. If you are looking for a nice way to live, look for the will of God for your life. That is why Jesus, when his disciples came to him to ask him to teach them to pray, among the prayer topics, among the prayer topics, 
after praying to thank God and, you know, declaring his greatness and so on, the next topic he came up with was the will of God. This is Jesus teaching his disciples. He said, when you pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, thy kingdom come. What's the next thing? Thy will be done. The main thing for your life is not to be a doctor. It's not to be the president of a country. The main thing for your life is to be in the will of God. So he said, when you are praying, say it, that Lord, your will, your will be done on earth. As it is in heaven. There is nothing higher than heaven. There is nothing more glorious than heaven. There is nothing more lasting than heaven. There is nothing higher than heaven. So Jesus said, pray that God's will for your life takes you to the highest dimension of life. Thy will be done on earth. As you are here, you don't need to be in heaven or to experience the will of God. As you are here on earth, you can experience the will of God for your life. Yes. It's the most beautiful place to be. Now, even, even I just remembered that Jesus Christ in Gethsemane, his prayer was, thy will be done. Matthew 26. Thy will be done. As he was going to the cross and Judas was looking for him with the soldiers. His prayer as he was kneeling down for three hours. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. Because the will of God for your life is the best place. It makes you happier. It leads to a fulfilled life. You become great. Now, the sad thing is that most people do not know that they are not in the will of God. I myself, there may be areas in my life where I'm not in the will of God. Is it God's will for you to be working where you are working? It's a very important question. I mean, tomorrow morning, Monday, as you are going to work, where you are going to sit to work to earn money for your life, is it God's will for you to go to that room? I don't know. Is it God's will for you to marry the man you are about to marry? It's, it's important. Because you can marry a woman and later call her a witch. Which therefore makes you a senior wizard. Because among all the women, if you, you can locate a witch to marry, you must have supernatural powers. <laughs> You must be a superpower type of person <laughs> to marry a witch. <laughs> I respect you greatly. So, no, the point I am making is that I've already told you that the best place, how many of you want to live a good life? Yes. The best place to be is the will of God. In the will of God. You must seek to be in the will of God. If you have three children, is it the will of God for you to have three children? Maybe God wanted you to have six children. Or he wanted you to have only two children. That extra third coffee barboni.
most people are outside the will of God. Because it is not easy to find God's will for you. That is why in the midst of our questions without answers, in in the midst of our dilemma, we come to a place where suddenly we find at least one thing which we know is the will of God. I don't know whether it's God's will for you to be in the bank or maybe you should be teaching. I don't know. Are you supposed to be playing drums or bass guitar? Is it God's will that you should play drums? So there is something we call the permissive will of God. It's not what he wants. If, if you give birth, you understand the permissive will. You don't want that for your child, but if that is what you want, go ahead. But it will not stir up my greatest kindness towards you. Go ahead, be happy and do it. Yes, I, I, I permit you. But if you were to do what I really wanted you to, be, to do, that is to be a farmer, the 50 acres of land at Bekwai, if you were to really give yourself to that, you see my, something from me will just come out of. But you are going to choose to be a doctor. You are going to be an engineer. Honestly, that is not what I like. So be there. You are my son. But it's okay. It's okay. It's okay, go on. Just go on. You come, I hug you. I just, but it's not my original perfect plan for your life as my son. So most of us are in that place in our lives. That is why when you have the chance to join to build the church, you are sure that among the things you are not sure of, this one you cannot, this is a sure lotto number. This one where he says in Matthew 16, 18 that I will build my church. And then he tells the, uh, he sends Haggai to prophesy that your prosperity is connected to the church. That you cannot live with a ceiling in your house and my house lies waste. You know, you know the priest, so not some Levite, anybody who is in the church, so he sends them, he says, go to the mountain and bring wood. And Second Peter 1 tells us that the stones we use to build the spiritual house is the human beings. So there is a direct invitation in the will of God that anybody who benefits from the house of God must join to build that house. You cannot benefit from the church and fold your arms. You cannot. Now, if you are in a church, you preach to you, the choir sings, even, even to be in this family, you, you can't be around and be detached from the work that is being done to build the church. When you do that, you are outside the will of God. Yes. Part of God's will is that his house should be filled. Luke 14, 23. Failing of God's house is his will. His house, not your house. His house, not your business. His house, not your company. Yes. Compel. The Lord said to the servant, go out into the highways and hedges. To be a servant of God is the will of God. To serve God. And go and bring them in. That my house may be filled. This house is not filled. There are some futures at the back which are empty. I'm saying that in your life. Eh, just as Jesus spent hours praying for the will of God. And he told the disciples to, to, to pray for the will of God. Finding God's will. When you find something which is God's will. 
you must embrace it. You cannot spend all your life doing something you are not even sure is the will of God. A lot of what we are doing, you cannot be sure. If you were to get to heaven and God would open his book he has written about your life, you will be amazed that the woman you chose to marry was the wrong woman. The work you chose to do was the wrong work. But to save him, to fill his house, you cannot go wrong because that one is clearly the work of a Christian. The Bible says in Ephesians 4 that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Ephesians 4. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. For the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. A lot of things you see in the Bible, some of the you know, the Bible was not originally written in English. Jesus Christ didn't speak English. Or Hamad didn't write in English. Or Elijah wasn't speaking English. So it's been translated. It's gone through different translations. And that is how some things are not, it's not, it's just man's work. It's like as so he will introduce a comma or he introduce a sentence. He just introduce a sentence. Like um, Malachi um, 3 talks about bring ye in the tithe. Okay? That there may be what? Meat. In my storehouse. There is a sentence there which is not supposed to be there. Give me Malachi 3. He said, okay, I don't, you found it? Yes, yes. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house. And prove me here with that said the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Ah, it's been here. It's here, you can even see it there. You see whether we call it parenthesis. One of the blessings of being in church, if your pastor has been to school, is that you also learn something small for your life. That's something like bracket. It's called parenthesis. If you can spell it. It's called parenthesis. You see that there are certain words in parenthesis. It's talking about the tithe. There shall is in brackets. Be room is in brackets. To receive it is in brackets. It means they were originally not part of the, the text, the original text, the Hebrew text that was converted to English. Originally, there was nothing like there shall be room. Enough. So the, uh, the actual meaning is and pour you out a blessing that not enough. That not enough means that if you remove those, you see the, the, the sentence reads that not enough. That is the tithe is not enough. There are also offerings So later on, he talks about the tithe and the offerings. When you go on, you see verse, what's in verse 11? And I will devour, I will rebuke the devourer and so on. But he goes on to talk about offerings, tithes and offerings because tithe, that 
is not enough to provoke a certain blessing upon your life. That's not enough. But the people writing the Bible, and, but I'm even surprised that I didn't know. In some Bibles, it's in italics. It means those words were just added to give it body and volume. But they ended up changing the meaning. The original meaning is that the tithe is not that not enough. So, there are certain things which were introduced into the English Bible which create confusion. Now, let's go back to what this was just by the side, by the way. So, the, the Ephesians 4, you will see that there is a comma there in 12, verse 12. Some pastors teach us, for the perfecting of the saints, comma, there shouldn't be no, any comma there. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the church. Those commas change the sense. The sense. Pastors, apostles, prophets, I'm a pastor to you. What, is, what am I doing in your life? If a prophet comes to minister here next week, why do, does a prophet come to teach, to minister? Why do we have apostles? Why? What am I doing this morning? Pastor Edwin, what are you doing? What are you doing? What you are teaching? Or every Sunday, actually, what is your use as a pastor? I'll tell you why I'm in your life. I am in your life to perfect you for the work. To make you strong for the work. Anytime I stand in front of you to teach, I am teaching you to, to, to perfect you for the perfecting of the saints for the work. So whenever you come into contact with a pastor, an apostle, a teacher, a prophet, an evangelist, you should expect a transformation of your life from a plumber or a mason or a doctor to someone also who does the work of God. And I'm preaching about the will of God. I'm saying that I may not be sure that working in commercial bank may be the will of God for your life. But I'm sure that anything you are doing to fill the house of God, to work in the church, is God's will. And it, it is a privilege to find what is God's will for your life. It's a privilege. The next reason why you must join to build the mega church is that the harvest field is the world. The harvest, the place we work. Which is very important. Which is very significant. A lot of the things you do, even as a doctor, I can only be a doctor in Ghana. Oh yes. If I go to America, they don't even know me. Which medical school and where? No, 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 no. I cannot go to America and practice as a doctor in America just because I'm a doctor in Ghana. Yes. Even in America, in the different states, you cannot move as a lawyer from one state and go and practice as a lawyer in another state. You can't. You must have the approval of the state you are in to practice there. So there's a lot of work we are doing that you cannot cross the river. You cannot cross the street to practice the same work. You can't say because we are a president of a country in Africa. When you go to America, you should also make, give way. I'm a president. <laughs> I don't want to say something. I'm saying that a lot of things we do you can't cross. You can't cross the river. You can't cross the street. You can't cross the sea. You can't cross the oceans with it. But this work of building the church, you can cross the ocean with it and build a church in Nicaragua and build a church in France. Every, this is the real everywhere you go. <laughs> Not MTN. I mean, why 
empty. Even yesterday, I was in Pediasi inside the valley there. I couldn't, there's no empty. I say everywhere I go. But thank God, as for the work of God, whether you are in a valley, oh, you are on a mountain, oh, you are in a city, oh, you are in Africa, oh, or you are in Europe, oh, wherever you are, you got a chance to do the work of God, baby. The harvest field is the world. And it internationalizes you. Oh, yes. Winning a soul, you can win a soul anywhere. Anywhere. It's not a matter of like, you, some of you, you go to America. You can't go to a bank. First bank or some city bank and say, you were in commercial bank in Ghana, so they should allow, allow. They should allow what? what? What are you talking about? Allow what? We should allow what? They will allow you to go to jail. <laughs> allow what, mommy? Allow what? This is can't allow. <laughs> Why don't you want a type of work that wherever you go, you can do that type of work? Everywhere you go, you can win a soul. Everywhere you go, you can join to build a church. You can join, whether in the video, you are this, you are uh, an usher, you, you are helping to build. The harvest field is the world. You are allowed to work anywhere. Yes. Anywhere. There's no limitation. People are doing outreach in Qatar, Dubai. Yes. It's up to you. If they say you cannot win so in China, there are churches there. <laughs> you are the one who doesn't want to do anything. Every country, there are prostitutes. Some you are allowed to stand openly by the roadside. Some too, you must use internet banking. You can't stand by the roadside and be a prostitute somewhere. If you go to Holland, they are there displayed. They are in cages. Uh-huh. But you can't go to some countries and go and but they are there. Where, where I stay, I've been there for the past, I think, eight years or so. No, no, no sorry, about five, five, six years. I forget, my wife who remembers these things. Can you believe that in my area, I don't know why they sell Indian hemp? We. I don't know. A boy moved to the area just last month. He knows where to find Indian hemp. In the same area. <laughs> yeah, because if you are into something, you will know the ways and means to find. I'm telling you, I don't know where. If you send me now with money to buy you Indian hemp in my area, I won't know where, whether to turn left or right or go straight. But you, if you come and live in my area now, by tonight, you know where they sell Indian hemp. <laughs> So it's not about there's a law or there's nothing or yet people don't like souls or people don't love God. No. You don't know how to do the work. If you want to know how to do the work, you will be great. So, so, so today, God wants us to internationalize our lives. Don't be a local boy. Me right now, wherever I go, I've got work to do. Anywhere, wherever I go, I can, I can preach. Korea, China, Russia, wherever. I mean, to, to gather three people and share the word of God with them, I can do it. Where the laws don't allow, there's ways and means of finding, maneuvering, and trying to sneak in there. Yeah. May you be international. May you not be an area boy. Yeah, wherever you travel, some of us, when you travel, you backslide. It's only in Accra that you are a Christian. If we take you to Lagos, you won't, be in, you won't go to church. Some of you, if we go to America tomorrow morning, no church. <laughs> but from today, when you go to America, may you go to church. May you serve God there. May a church enjoy you. Even if there's no lighthouse there, join a church there 
and join them to do, do something. That's why you must join. To have a type of work that you can do everywhere. I'm, so, I'm saying it again. Oh. To have a type of work that you can do anywhere and everywhere. I would want that type of job. So wherever I go, I can do something for God. If you are a, a, a mechanic here, you can't go to London and say you want to be, be, be a mechanic. There's a lot you must do. But if you are a builder of a church, the next church standing there has a place for you. And that place you have to build the church to train singers, to teach songs, to be in follow-up, to do some. That will also give you some connections into that town and that country. And that fulfills and perfects your life. May you embrace the will of God to help to build the church. May you help to fill the chairs in the church. I said, may you help to fill the chairs in your, the church. And wherever you travel, may you join. Because the harvest field. He said, go ye into all the world. That's the song he sang. All the world and preach the gospel. Everywhere. It's not just Accra. All the world. There is a soul waiting for you. And may God find you faithful. To this instruction he has given. Rise your feet and let's close. Close your eyes. Father, can you lift up your two hands and just pray as we close. Ask the Lord to help you to be a faithful, a very faithful, faithful, faithful church builder. Make me a faithful church builder. The work in the church is a lot. All of us cannot preach in the church on Sunday. But you can preach outside the church during the week. You can be an usher. You can play the keyboard. You can help one way or the other. Pray this morning and say, Lord, use me to to build the church. Use me to build the church. Use me. I want to join my energy, my time, my money. I want to connect it to the church. Father, we thank you and we bless you. We are so grateful. Let your will be done, Lord. In Jesus' name. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Please. If you are here today and you are not born again, and you want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. Every eye closed and every head bowed. Wherever you are standing, you can lift up your right hand. I want to pray a simple prayer called the sinner's prayer. And your life, your heart will change to be a lover of God. You want to receive Jesus Christ into your life today. Lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray for you. If your hand is up, come forward. Come with your Bible, your pen. Your bag, come. come. to Jesus. Give him your life today. Beautiful. 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 Close your eyes and lift up your two hands. Your life is changing today. Yes, God has given you a new life today. Say, Heavenly Father, I am sorry for my sins. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my personal Savior. Please cleanse me. Please wash me. Please increase me. Cause me, Lord, to walk with you and grow and prosper in you. I want to live this life in you. We thank you, Father. Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. 
You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God. 